Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Ankry and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, talks picking it up, let's go. Anyway, he never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even him starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Hello Friday I've been you for a long time You just saved me But my life came crumbling down Uh, brutal first half, uh, made some lineup changes, minute changes, uh, played with much more energy, uh, more enthusiasm in the second half than the first half. You know, 55 points in that second half, that's a lot of points in a college game against a team uh, that plays scrappy defense and tries to create steals. First half. Uh, both sides of the ball got to get way, way better. But but extremely pleased, uh, you know, with that group. There was about six guys that kind of finished the last 17 minutes of the game. Uh, really happy with their performance. And, and um, you know, we got to get a lot better. But uh, the guys get a little bit of a break, and then we come back and get ready for a really good UNC Wilmington team. 83-73 is your final score. Arkansas knocks off Abilene Christian. Glad you're with us, everybody. I'm Wes Moore. Pigskin Preacher hanging out. Got Todd running the board. Todd, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be good. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, you're going to be good. Don't worry about it, man. We got this. You go do what you got to do. Pigskin and I got this in here. We got it. Just as long as our mics are on. Bam! There we go. <laughs> It was a very good second half. I'm going to start out the show positive. It's Christmas. We're all in a good mood, right, Pigskin? Oh, absolutely. I want to keep everybody in a good mood. Great mood. It was a very good second half. Uh, outscored Abilene Christian, 55-38. That's a 17-point outburst. Um, 55 points and a half. That's that's good basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and they end up winning by 10, 83-73. You just heard Coach Musselman talk about the lineup changes. And I got to say, ooh, I was almost going negative. I like that second half lineup. I'm saying positive. <laughs> I'm trying to stay positive. Devo played all 20 minutes. Keon Minifield. Minifield. Your, from your Flint, guy. From Flint, Michigan. Beecher High School. The new hog. He uh, played all 20 minutes. He was 4 of 8 from the field. 11 points, 2 assists. Uh, Tremont Mark. The Houston transfer played all 20 minutes, 7 of 9 from the field, 2 of 2 from the three-point line, 17 points in the second half. Caleb Battle played 18 minutes and 44 seconds. He was sat out for a minute and 16 seconds. He had 14 points. So those three guards that play pretty much in Devo, uh, Devo made four free throws. He was kind of just playing. Devo was playing defense. Mm-hmm. Devo's kind of – I don't know if you guys out there have noticed, and ladies – Devo's kind of gone back to his role of playing defense, moving the ball, running the running the team a little bit when he needs to play point, trying to take care of the ball. Last night in the second half, he did not have a turnover. Um, there was a stretch where Devo was trying to become the scorer. Yeah. He doesn't need to be the scorer, and I, like I think he, he's realized that. I like him in the junkyard dog glue yeah. guy that he kind of brings everything together for the team. So that was your uh, your mm-hmm. guards. They basically played with uh, four guards. Mm-hmm. Caleb Battle, Tremont Mark, Keon Minifield, and uh, Devo Davis. 
Then they played with one big man, four guards, one big man. Chandler Lawson got a lot of those minutes. Uh, Jalen Graham got about five, six minutes in the second half. Makai Mitchell came in minute and a half. He honestly didn't play very well, and so they went to somebody else. There's a name missing that I hadn't meant, uh, talked about in the second half. Brazil. Yeah, Trevin Brazil. Played one minute, 16 seconds. Uh, so you, so you now got, I'm going to go... Any, you got any theories about that? He played like trash in the first half. Well, that's a theory. Yeah, so. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you're six foot ten, six foot eleven, with a long yeah. wingspan. You're very athletic. Get your butt inside mm-hmm. and play... And, and dominate these little guys. Mm-hmm. But instead, he wants to float around on the outside. They're running a fast break in the first half, Pigskin. Mm. And it's him on the right side, and the guard's penetrating. And I'm like, this is about to be an alley-oop throwdown. He runs to the freaking three-point line. I don't get it. On a fast break. I don't see it. What are you doing? I don't know. I, we don't need more dudes out chucking threes. We need big guys asserting their dominance in the paint. Get, go get your slam. What would Joe, what electrifies the crowd more than that? What would the zone regular Joe Klein do in these circumstances? Joe was awesome last night on the call, by the way. Yes, he was. I, uh, I, I uh, you know, I laugh. I, I started to text him. And I was like, I don't want to bother him. But people text me while I'm doing the games, and it doesn't bother me, so I should have texted him. And I know it wouldn't bother him, but he was spot on with a lot of his stuff. And one of the things is, like, this team needs Caleb Battle. This team needs L. Ellis. Now, mm-hmm. L. Ellis didn't play in the second half at all. Mm-hmm. He didn't play much in the game. L. Ellis played three minutes and 47 seconds. He did get the start last night. You know, when they came to North Little Rock Saturday, he played less than a minute. So in the last two games, he's played about four minutes, five minutes. So what's going on with these rotations? I think he's trying to figure out who 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 wants to play his style. Right. Who's going to play defense? Right. Who's going to take care of the basketball? So if you turn it over and don't guard people, you're going to be sitting on the bench next to him. Well, speaking of that, first half, okay, we started out positive. First mm-hmm. half was atrocious. Yeah. They were down 7 at the half. They had 12 turnovers. Abilene Christian scored 35 points. Arkansas's 28. How do you go 28 in one half, 55 in the second half? Pretty bad. That's a huge difference. But taking care of the ball, they had 12 turnovers in the first half, five in the second half. Got to take care of the ball. Uh, Do you think you got their attention at halftime? Well, obviously. (laughs) Because they came out, took care of the basketball, and scored 55 points. First half, I'm looking at turnovers here, and it's just it's everybody. Well, Keon Minifield led the team with three turnovers in the first half. He still got a second chance. Battle had two. Makai Mitchell had two. Brazil, Chandler, Ellis, they all had one. Tremont Mark had one. It was just it was so ugly to watch. They were just it, it just possession after possession, turning it over, doing silly things, and you, you don't even get a shot on on the goal. Uh, they were 9 of 24 in the first half on the field, so they weren't shooting it well, mm-hmm. and they were turning it over. That's why you're down to Bad Abilene recipe. Christian uh, by 7 at the break. Mm-hmm. And Abilene's a decent program. I mean, they're not terrible, but no. it's not a program that Arkansas should have any trouble with. Right. What, what you saw in the second half, that should be, they played very well. Right. Look, and Arkansas shot very well in the second half also. So let's don't, you know, that could, that shooting the ball well covers up some of your issues. They were 18 of 28 in the second half from the floor, 5 of 9 from the three-point line, and made their free throws 14 of 18. So shooting percentages for the second half, 64% from the field, 56% from the three-point line, and 78% from the free throw line. So that you're going to uh, score a lot of points when you shoot the ball well mm-hmm. uh first half didn't shoot the ball well and they turned it over turning the ball over will kill you in every sport you just can't do it you got to take care of the ball football basketball whatever you know take care of the ball the good thing about this team is that they do have a lot of depth it's mm-hmm. also one of the bad things about this team because he hasn't been able to figure out who his guys are yet because you do have so i mean l ellis is a a good point guard, and you saw that last year on a on a bad team. But he he just hasn't fit in. But at times he has. You know the, the the I hate to go back to it, but the Purdue exhibition game, the Duke game, he played well, and you see flashes that this guy can help the team. But when he's not, you can put him on the bench, get his attention, get his focus, get him to practice well, and maybe turn this thing around so he can be a contributor at some point this year. So I have a question for you. 
when he came to Arkansas, Muss didn't have a very deep bench, and he liked to play a rotation of seven guys. Mm-hmm. Now, as you just mentioned, there's more depth. There are more bodies. There are more interchangeable parts. Is he going to expand that to eight or nine guys in the rotation? Or at the end of the season, are we going to go right back to having a six, seven-man rotation? I think you saw it in the second half. Um, six guys. Yeah, Devo, Minifield, Mark played all 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then he had Battle played almost the entire game, or second half. Uh, and then that fourth, that fifth position, it was a combination of Lawson, Brazil, Mitchell, and Graham. Hmm. So, in essence, he played four guys and then sprinkled in that fifth position several different guys to try to get a feel of matchups and who would work. So, I think you're already starting to see he is narrowing down his bench, figuring out who can play it. Now, the big guys, I think you're going to continue to see Graham. You're going to see Lawson. You're going to see Brazil. Mm -hmm. You're going to uh, see Makai Mitchell. I... I don't know if in the SEC against some of these teams, like a uh, Florida uh, and Auburn, they're big. They have two big guys. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can get away playing the four-guard lineup no, against I don't them. Think so either. You know, it depends on what you do offensively. It, it's a mismatch. How about when Kentucky take, comes in with those three seven-footers? Right. Do you take advantage of them because of your speed and quickness, and then they have to change because of you, mm-hmm. or are they dominating you on the and you have to change? So it's kind of a... I don't know. It's a battle of wills and a battle of matchups because you've seen it before where the smaller guy, the smaller lineup is taking advantage of the big seven-footers, and all of a sudden the other team has to change. I can also see Kentucky playing volleyball on the backboards and killing Arkansas inside if they go small. Joe Klein watched Florida the other day, and he gave us that preview yesterday, and that's what he said. There there are times they just throw it up, and they just take turns getting the offensive rebound, putting it in, tapping it around, and finally put it in. He's going to have to figure that out, and and like you said, some of that's going to be predicated on matchups. You know, what are the what is the other team throwing? We'll counter with that, and he he's good at that. He's he's shown himself over the last several years to be a master at doing that stuff in game and game to game. So you know, I I, I trust the guy. I do. I sometimes wish he'd have a deeper bench, but hey, I'm not coaching the team. He is. Well, the good thing about this team, if he ha- his his hand is forced, and he's like, I got to go big. Well, you can go big That's right. with with um, Brazil and with Mitchell mm-hmm. or Chandler Lawson or Makai Mitchell. I mean, that's four bigs. So they can play that style if they want to or if they are forced to. That is one of the good things. I mean, think about it. Trevin Brazil, we believe, is, was going to be an all-SEC player, potentially a, a lottery pick this year because the scouts love his size and his mm-hmm. shooting ability. Last night he played a minute in the second half. A, that sends a message to Brazil, whatever you're doing, we don't like what you're doing, and you're going to have to fix it if you want to play. But it also says we got other guys. They have other guys that they can put in at that five position. If you had to guess, what would you say Blocker's role going forward is going to be? Blocker is a defensive player. Um, And last night it almost seemed like they sacrificed a little defense for offense. Because offense has been such a problem, and then it was a problem in the first half. Um, looking here at the second half totals, and Blocker played zero minutes. Uh-huh. Blocker didn't get in uh-huh. in the second half. I thought that was a mistake. I, I, I double checked myself. I'm like, wait, DNP I don't see Blocker. Decision. Where is Blocker? He right. didn't play in the second half. No. Uh, last night he played four minutes and 36 seconds, yeah. all in the first half. I uh, did not get a shot up, which he's not a shooter. He's yeah. more of a penetrator, you know, loose ball, scrappy guy, kind of a, a, a Devo, mm-hmm. a, a young Devo. Is, and I think he will develop. He had an assist, mm-hmm. but he was minus four in the first half and did not see the floor in the second half. That was one of the guys whose minutes were sacrificed last night. Do you think they could use a few days off right now? Well, we had Devo on yesterday. And he told us about the two-a-day practices that they went through last week. <laughs> and he said, it didn't bother me, but we all, Devo's in great shape. That yeah. dude can run all day. You just watch him on the court. He is nonstop go. He is it, the Energizer Bunny. No doubt. And he said, it didn't bother me, but I'm not sure about the other guys. Right. Some of the bigs. I thought in the first down. half they looked tired. Mm-hmm. I thought they looked exhausted, and I thought they were going to lose that game. And in my mind, I'm thinking, Moss ran them to death, right. practiced them so hard this week that there's nothing in the tank for this game. 
they found something in the second half and got got by with it and got through with it. But they did. To me, they looked like a tired team in the first half. Maybe they were just uh, not focused yet and they got it together in the second half because they did they didn't look tired in the second half they were running around and put up 50 something points so no they weren't tired 55 points you make a few shots all of a sudden you got a spring in your step don't (laughs) you you get the crowd behind you that was the tweets i saw from some of the guys that were at the game the reporters they're like this place is dead but i don't blame the crowd because there was nothing to cheer about they never got any kind of a run going Mm -hmm. it was just a boring first half students are all gone students were gone yeah it makes a difference all right, we got Todd back in here, so we can take some phone calls. Uh, what we got today? We got Clint Sterner coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we've got, of course, Pickskins in. We've got, oh, Tom Murphy at 11 o'clock. He will join us. Kevin Kelly's coming in. Coach Kelly, talk a little football with us. Got a lot of bowl games, a lot of great NFL games this weekend. So excited to get Coach Kelly in here. And then Philip Martin with uh, Entertainment Report coming up in the last hour. So we got a good show. Excellent. Yeah, let's go to Duffer. He joins us first. And if you want to join. If you want to join Duffer and Apparently take his Duffer place, didn't want to wait. 661-1037. And then the text line is open also. So now they get a break. They'll get a small break. They are practicing Christmas Day. Or that was the plan. Now, I don't know if anything changed after the way they played in the second half. I would probably, I would guess not with Coach Musselman. He said they're flying back in that day and then they're practicing that night. Mm-hmm. Ho, ho, ho. Yes, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Go enjoy <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday with your family. Come on back Monday. We're practicing. Don't have too much eggnog because I'm going to run it out of you. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're going to practice and they'll play next Saturday. Mm. And that's the last non-conference game before SEC play begins. Well, the coach is a serious dude. This just in. He, uh, he, he is of the Nuclealoosh philosophy. Winning is like... Better than losing. So we're going to do what we have to do to win. This one uh, from the 501 on the Southern Solutions text line. Probably get beat by UNCW. They've already beaten Kentucky and Rupp Arena this season. Uh, that will definitely get the team's attention. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they they know this. They've It's been talked about so much. I don't think this team will overlook UNCW, and I think they'll be ready to play UNCW. So, uh, look, they're they're a talented team. We see flashes from them. First half, North Little Rock. They were awesome, first half. Built a 20-point lead Mm -hmm. last night. Second half, they were awesome. They outscored Abilene Christian by 17. Now they just got to put 40 minutes together. Mm -hmm. Let's take some phone calls now. Brent is in Stuttgart. He joins us first. Brent, welcome to the zone. Uh, Happy holidays, Wes and Big Skin Preacher. Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas. I knew I'd I knew I'd catch you on the radio at some point this week. <laughs> Listen, you called me a couple of times, and I was delivering gifts and packages to little old ladies and shut in. So I, I, I owe you a call, but good to hear from you. Hey, no, no worries. We're gonna have a we're gonna have lunch after Christmas. Holiday. Amen. I'm always about lunch. You know hey. this. Hey, skin is like our. Uh, this, that first guy out of the bullpen. Is, we, you know, anytime this, somebody needs some help, who they call, Pigskin, it may be fourth inning and two outs, bases loaded, and you're like, who do we go to? We well, go to I can help you with a lot of things as long as it's not tech support, Todd, or I have to run the board right. or do anything like that. But, you know, if it involves eating uh, or and or running my mouth, I'm your guy. <laughs> Bumping your gums, as it hey, were? Uh, yes. Hey, hey, where? Gotcha. Are you there? Yep. About about the, uh, I tell you, uh, b- before this game, I was I was really worried about this basketball team for the remainder of the season. I was beginning to get pictures of that. Uh, I didn't know if Coach Musselman would ever reach this team, but with the second half, I believe we might. Oh, man. Our phones suck. The, da- the darn phone gremlin again. It, it happened yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it, it happened that's like, the, that's like the turf monster, but we on the radio. For the morning show this morning, we had someone on the hotline, and it happened. Well, yeah. Brent's point, though, is a good one. I think he, he had already made most of it. He is going to get their attention when dudes are playing one minute or zero minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a message received if you're not getting off the bench. Isn't it funny how our perception of the team changes with the way they finish a game? 
Oh, absolutely. I just got through saying, first half, North Little Rock, awesome. First 30 minutes, mm-hmm. they're up 20. Then they're hanging on for dear life right. at the end, they and had the bad this was the minutes. opposite. This is the opposite. Mm-hmm. Play bad for 20 minutes, second half, play really well, and people feel better about the, the way the game. Wes, let me, a w. let me quote from the good book, my brother. The Bible says, the end of a thing is better than the beginning. So you want to finish better than you start. But if you start really well and you, you still get the victory and you hold on to win. Yeah, but then a bunch of clowns on the radio <laughs> run their mouths and trash you for being terrible in the second half. It, that's so, it. I mean, yeah. it is. They they put together two good performances at two different times of a game, mm-hmm. but we feel better about this one because of the way they finished. Let me put it to you this way. I had a couple of epic rounds of golf back in the day when I used to play. Oh. First, The first round, you're going to love this, 41 32, then the next day, 44-33. But you finished. I finished well. Each time. But you know what I was thinking? I, I thought said, you were going the other way. No, I said that 73 could have been a 68 if I hadn't been so stupid. But, well, you know. I've had rounds where it's like a 34-47, you know? That's brutal. Or I've had rounds where it's 47-34. You want to finish well. You want to finish that well. That, yes. That's your point. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's go to Lee. Lee, welcome into the zone. Hey, uh, yeah, after watching that game last night, uh, quote Charles Barkley, they look terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they did, man. They, uh, I've not seen the team look that bad in a while, man. They just were not playing together. And uh, they did play uh, better in the second half, but uh, that's not going to get it, man. Um, I, I'm not trying to be too negative. I'm just calling it, you know, like it is. And... Uh, Abilene, they played, you know, if they just had a little more talent, talent, they would have beat us, you know, because they just outplayed Arkansas. But it's a head-scratcher to see them just uh, some of the players uh, running around out there like they don't know what their part is or what their role is. And uh, that's what I don't understand. Uh, is there such thing as uh, overcoaching a team? Uh, uh, you know, uh, I know he's a, he seems to be a good coach, man. I'm just trying to figure this out why these guys can't get it going against these uh, little teams like Abilene. Thanks, Lee. What I saw in the first half offensively was a concerted effort to pass the ball. Move it. Pass, 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 pass. Well, at some point, somebody's got to make a move, right? It was like no one wanted to be the guy who put up the shot until he had to put up the shot. Second half, they just played ball. Mm-hmm. Guy got it. He saw a lane. He drove to the basket, either finished or dished it off to somebody else for an open shot. They looked a lot more assertive offensively in the second half. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing to do with the offense. It's nothing to do with you know the coaching. I think part of the problem with this team, they have so many guys who have come in from different places where they were the guy or they got a bunch of shots. They they don't have the alpha male established yet to where, look, he's our dude. He's going to lead us in scoring or the number of shots taken. I'm the other dude. I'm going to score, you know, or take this many shots. This guy's going to take this. I, I think they're still trying to figure that out in the second half. We kind of saw that. Tremont Mark, I think, is the dude. He and Bat, see, and that's mm-hmm. still the thing. Or is Battle the dude? Can you have two dudes? I think they thought originally Brazil was going to be that dude. and No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I think uh, they thought Brazil was going to uh, be a guy that takes 10, 15 shots a game. He think, doesn't think about this. appear to be that guy. The college teams that we grew up watching, particularly the NBA teams, okay, they all had roles. Yeah. You know, Kareem was the low post score. Magic was the distributor. Michael Cooper was the defensive specialist. Byron Scott's hitting the threes. James Worthy's getting on the. Everybody had a role. Rambus would come in and give you some gritty defense and rebounding. Mm-hmm. Celtics, Pistons, yeah. Bulls, whoever you're talking about. These guys are all brand new. It's possible everybody doesn't know their role just yet because they're still kind of getting acquainted with each other. Well, that's why you have a non-conference season. Precisely. And one thing about this year's non-conference schedule, it was a lot tougher than years past where you could get by with it and you would still win a game. This year, they've got losses against a good Oklahoma team, mm-hmm. a good Memphis team, a good North Carolina team. And then, yeah, they laid an egg one night. But, you know, they got some nice wins out there also. 
They were just exposed a little bit earlier this year. When we come back, Clint Sterner will join us. We're going to talk NFL with him. We'll take more of your phone calls. We are just getting started. You're in the zone. The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Crane Hyundai of Conway, Blackman Options, Bell Chevrolet, and Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. This is SportsCenter. It may not have been pretty at times, but the University of Arkansas men's basketball team earned a win over Abilene Christian on Thursday. Rebound batted out to Tremont. He'll lead the break down the lane to the rim. Mark soars and lays it in. Tremont Mark taking over. Tremont Mark scored 17 of his game-high 25 points in the second half, leading the Razorbacks to an 83-73 victory in Fayetteville. They'll take a few days off now for the holidays, then take on UNC Wilmington on Saturday the 30th in Fayetteville. The only other in-state Division I team to pick up a win yesterday was the Little Rock Trojans women. They got their first win of the year, in fact, beating Duquesne 63-52. I'm Todd Pierce for the Buzz Radio Network. Catherine Eldridge here with Doe's Eat Place Little Rock, reminding you to call us and book your holiday party now. We can do parties from 7 to 65. Just call 501-376-1195 for more information and to book your group. And remember, Doe's Eat Place, for goodness sakes. Great news. Stocking stuffers at Bell & Sword in Conway. Ah, this is Joseph Pena of the Arkansas basketball team. Are you shopping for Christmas gifts? Bell & Sword has everything for men. Athleisure from Vori, PJ and hoodies from Saks, Cologne, Basque, Epop. Clothing, Peter Millar and Johnny L. Quality, Martin Ningman. Leather goods and shoes. Expert staff with free gift wrapping. Bell & Sword, 1011 Oak Street on Facebook and Instagram. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Drew Self in Hot Springs, Todd Matthews in Benton, or Alex Blake in Little Rock today. Listen for birthday trivia in the zone. Brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill. Elia's is available for holiday caterings and private parties. Book yours today online at eliasmexicangrill.com. It's Justin Acre for Guatney Chevrolet, and we are almost in 2024. But before we turn the page, we certainly want to think back to all the great deals and all the folks that were taking care of at Guatney Chevrolet, a place that's been doing it for a long time, way back to the 1950s. And you know that they have also traded for a lot of great vehicles recently. So even if you're not a huge Chevrolet fan, you can go over there and get a new vehicle, or at least one that's new to you, by working one of the trade deals that they've got. And they do have a great new car selection as well. Right now, offering thousands off Silverado. They have a great selection in stock. No payments for four months. So you can go get a new vehicle and then not pay for it for the first quarter of 2024. You're not going to find that deal in many places around the world, let alone close to home here in central Arkansas. Guadi Chevrolet, it's the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Get more for your trade. Get great selection. And of course, it's the same service that you've been used to for years and years. Squatney Chevrolet, new, pre-owned, doesn't matter. They'll take care of you at Guadney Chevrolet. For the best in midday sports talk and entertainment, look no further than The Zone with Justin Ankry and Westmore on the Buzz Radio Network. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Turner, play action. Looking, pump. Throws down the middle. Touchdown! Arkansas! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway. Sterner throws, caught. Emmanuel Swift makes a tackle. Touchdown, Arkansas! Visit them in Conway today or check out ChrisCraneHyundai.com. Play fake. Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. To a wide open receiver. It's Cobb towards the end zone. 
Let's bring him in, Clint Sterner on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Clint, how are you? Man, I'm doing good, Wes. I'm doing good, man. It's uh, we're getting closer and closer to the weekend, getting closer and closer to to Christmas, man. It's uh, the Christmas holidays are, uh, are are my favorite, man. So looking forward to all the time with the family and uh, the first with my immediate family, obviously with the new baby and, and the first Christmas where the the, the almost two year old can hmm. somewhat comprehend what the hell's going on. And so yeah, man, I, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm I'm in a good spot, brother. How about you guys? Man, I'm so excited for this weekend. And look, you know, down deep, down deep. Low, I'm I'm excited about the football we have this weekend. I mean, uh, NFL Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, and we get the Red Wolves Saturday morning. So I'm going to try to sneak in some football with the family time. I know we like to watch a lot of Christmas movies and, you know, enjoy the company. But you can have a football game on in the background. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, no. Hell, I, there's something wrong if you don't. I mean, there's, I mean, I use my, my grandparents growing up, boy, we'd go there Christmas Eve. And, and I, I know there's a game on. And old Mama, she just she just was hell-bent on that TV not being on. We were making mm-hmm. memories with the family and playing our little games, and it used to drive me up a wall. I know my dad. Now, being an adult, I know my dad and my uncle and them was, were, I mean, they were chomping at the bit now, but nobody was going to challenge Memo. so them, day, them days are, are, are obviously <laughs> behind us. You better believe in in my house, there's going to be uh, there's going to be multiple TVs with a game on in the background. <laughs> you look at the schedule. I mean, there are just so many meaningful games. I mean, it starts tomorrow. Bengals, Steelers. They, both teams need to win. Buffalo plays tomorrow night against the Chargers. I don't think it's a good game, but Buffalo has to win that game if they want to make the the playoffs. And it just continues Sunday. I'll start with your game uh, with the Browns and Texans. Texans at home against the Browns. I mean, nine and five against eight and six. Who would have thought with some of the injuries to the Browns and then even just to start the year, the Texans would be 8-6, and six, but you look up, this is a very good Sunday noon game. Yeah, look, I mean, it's just before we dig into that game, Wes, I mean, think about the teams that you just you just mentioned. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's me and, and because I, I cover the Houston Texans and they are one of the, you know, 8-6, and six, one of the 8-win, 7-win, 9-win teams that are, really vying for those final three AFC playoff spots. I, I don't know if it's just me and my world or, or if it's the football world in general, but, I, I'm, I mean, I, these, these middle-of-the-pack games in late December um, have never meant more to, to me than they do now. And so, again, I'm, I'm watching that Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game. I'm watching, again, you mentioned the Buffalo Bills. I'm watching them through a little different lens because, um, I mean, those, those teams are fighting for – a playoff first, and and one of them happens to be my my Texans down here. So yeah, look when you look at the Cleveland Browns and, and the Houston Texans, it's, uh, the Texans are banged up big time, man. I mean they're they're uh, they're missing major pieces, uh, starting with C.J. Stroud, and uh, this is this is another one of those games, a non-division game. They got two division games remaining after this this Cleveland Browns game, but it is there, there's going to be implications on those on those wild cards, those, those three wild card spots, and. If you think about it with the Texans, um, they traded away their first-round pick to go after Will Anderson at number three in the draft. And so the only first-round pick that they have uh, this year is, is from the Cleveland Browns. And so while it's not going to be a whole lot of movement, if you do beat the Browns, if you end up being a wild-card team and they don't, then all of a sudden that, that, uh, that draft pick next year is a little bit higher as well. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot at stake um, – in that game, as well as a bunch of those those middle of the pack games to see who emerges as a wild card. You know, Clint, I'm looking at Browns Texans. I'm thinking this is a low scoring game, and I see the over under at 40, and my eyes kind of light up. I don't know. I, I think teen, this is a, like a 17 13 game. Am I wrong, or is it? You think there's a lot of points in this game? No, look, I I think I'm with you, man. I I think it's a low scoring game. I, I'm I'm not as low. I mean, look, I've never disrespected or. Uh, or not really giving Joe Flacco the utmost respect. I'm not a, a Flacco fan, but but I acknowledge how good the guy is and how good he's been and uh, being the veteran quarterback that he is. I mean, he's come in there and I think in a two or three game stretch he has he has uh, he's lit it up and and he's got you know in, in that system um, they've got they've got some targets at, at, the, at David and Joe, who's the hottest tight end in the game. Maybe maybe Ferguson's on the same level with him right now, but before they. That Njoku is is, uh, is rocking and rolling along with Amari Cooper and company, and so they've got weapons and they've got they got a hellacious defense, man. I, I mean, they're arguably the best defense in, in the game right now, depending on what stats you look at. And um, man, Miles Garrett, I don't know how he's not 
uh, on the, the MVP short list. I mean, he is he's doing things defensively that I don't know that we've ever seen uh, players do. Now, we've seen players, defensive ends and pass rushers, um, you know, Hall of Famers that, that do some of the same things, play in, play out. But when you look at how Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator, is using Miles Garrett in terms of, I don't know if y'all saw the, the video that went viral where he was he was bouncing from one side of the defensive line to the other, and they were they literally had two tight ends following him, mm-hmm. and the offense got to delay a game because they couldn't get set. So um, it's it's wild to watch, but but uh, yeah, man, that that uh, it's going to be a hell of a football game. I, look, I like the Browns in this ball game because I think the Texans are just too beat up, but uh, D'Amico Ryan has proved me wrong multiple times this year, so we'll see what happens. Sunday, three twenty-five on Fox. You got Cowboys and Dolphins. Can the Cowboys? Will the Cowboys bounce back? What, what a what a storyline! Really, two storylines, but they come crashing together, right? I mean, Miami, a team that uh, just hasn't played well against teams with winning records, and is getting disrespect. I've, I don't know. I've ever seen so much disrespect for a, a double-digit win team, but they're getting it. And uh, and then you got the Cowboys, who got the doors blown off of them last week, right? And so. Uh, as I look at it, man, you got two teams that that uh, need this game in a in a big, big way. I mean, you can argue, obviously, the Cowboys needed needed uh, needed probably a little bit more, just the expectations on them. But but uh, what what a game! Two powerhouses, and at this point in the season, you think two powerhouses with double digit wins, they're kind of coasting to the finish line, and and that's not the case. Both of these teams uh, are are fighting their tail off for the division. Both of these teams are fighting their tail off to to get the respect that they deserve, and so. Uh, it's, this is going to be this is going to be a big one, man. And, and two high-powered offenses when they choose to be. Uh, if, if you're just a, a football fan in general, I don't know how you don't you ain't chomping at the bit to sit down mm-hmm. and watch this one. Yeah, that one should be a lot of fun. And then Monday on Christmas Day, you get three NFL games this year. You get a noon game, a three thirty game, a seven fifteen game. You know, in, in every game. I mean, they're not necessarily great looking games early. Raiders, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles. But once again. Chiefs have to win this game. Chiefs need this game in, in a big way. Uh, Eagles, Giants, Eagles have to win this game to break the losing streak. They're at home. They can't lose to the Giants. And then the nightcap, the last game of the week, maybe the best one. 11-3 Ravens, 11-3 49ers. That's the powerhouse, right? I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's the uh, headliner, obviously. Um, I, I like the 49ers in, in that game. I, I, I just the, the Ravens are, are, are really, really good. Um, I just, I just don't, I don't buy, and, and this is this is a tough, a tough one for me because I like I like Lamar Jackson. I like what he brings to the table. But when I watch the Baltimore Ravens, there's still a lot of what they do off script, off schedule. And when you when you bump up against uh, a team that boy they do, they're as good as anybody maybe ever has been in terms of being on schedule, on script, on time. Uh, you know, I, I just I like the team that. The, the the coach the play caller can can dial up anything and know what he's going to get and that's how they're getting their production that's how they're getting their points versus call a play it don't work Lamar Jackson goes out there and 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 makes a, a play off script don't get me wrong I love watching it and don't get me wrong that's that is a more valuable player to his his said team but when we're talking about making runs in the playoffs and we're talking about late season late December monster games monster matchups good versus good. I like the team that that plays on schedule and on script uh, a lot more uh, than I do the the the, the team that you got to roll the dice and hope that the athlete can make more plays than the opponent. I told uh, people if you uh, think Baltimore can win this game, stick some money on Lamar Jackson to win the MVP because if Baltimore wins, Lamar Jackson's your MVP. You know that's a great point, man. I mean, we, we I've done a lot of talking about MVP, and it's always kind of. You know, Jalen Hurts was up there because of what the Eagles have done over the last couple of years. Dak's obviously been in, in the conversation. And look, Lamar's been in the conversation, but I, I don't know that he's that he's probably. I don't know that he's he's got he's got the, the convo, the talk that he probably deserves. And you're right. I mean, if he if he wins tonight, given the fact that it's it, your your usual suspects in Pat Mahomes and and Josh Allen and, and Joe Burrow. Uh, those guys aren't in the mix. I mean, so now you've got Tyreek Hill if he can get to two thousand. You got you got Miles Garrett that's got to be in the conversation. You know, you've got uh, you know, obviously I think Jalen Hurts with a couple of big games here late would still be in the in the conversation. Um, but you've got a little bit of a kind of a wonky MVP uh, pool this year, if you will. And so 
uh, Lamar Jackson with a monster game this week on Christmas in prime time, yeah, that that would uh, go a long way for him chalking up his number two, his second MVP in, in, his, in his short career. All right, Clint, uh, before we let you go, get your thoughts. Uh, Brett McMurphy's reporting the ACC will add Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Wait, that's an old tweet. Florida State has sued to get out of the ACC, and so maybe now that's what right. they're talking, trying to figure out what the ACC is going to do in Florida State. What do you think they should do with Florida State and ACC? Well, I mean, the reality of it is, Wes, and I understand why Florida State is, is, is you know, I understand why they're, they're flustered. They're, mm-hmm. they're frustrated. I get it. Uh, but the reality of it is, is I mean, just, there's just no way for them to get out of that contract. I mean, I, I don't know how you can come up with uh, I mean, the most re- I mean, I don't know how true it was, but I mean, it's hundreds of millions of dollars to get out of that contract. And then, secondly, you look at it, and, you, and how is Florida State going to better position themselves um, in in, co- in the college football landscape as it sits right now? Um, how are they going to better position themselves for this not to happen ever again? And and uh, I, I do believe this, Wes. I do believe that if they were in the Big Ten or if they were in the SEC, this would never happen. Mm-hmm. There's not a set of circumstances where a team goes undefeated and wins the conference championship in the Big Ten or in the SEC that they don't get in. It, it just simply doesn't doesn't matter. They're getting in. Um, and so I understand where they're frustrated with the ACC not having the pool to get them in. I understand where they're frustrated with the ACC of not having their crap together, if you will, over the last year and a half of all this conference realignment stuff. Um, and I don't know all the details, but I know the ACC ultimately has they, – they've been better than the Pac-12. Uh, but but they somehow fell in, into about fourth place in terms of having their crap together during during conference realignment. They're, they they seem to be chasing everybody else instead of being uh, be leading the leading the charge, if you will. And so I understand the frustration, unfortunately, for for my man Norvell. I just don't think there's any way that that Florida State can get out of it. So I, you ask me what do I think they should do is raise as much hell as you can <laughs> to make as much change as you can. And then you sit pat in a conference where you're ahead of Miami, you bumped ahead of Clemson. I mean, you've got a lot of momentum. You had a great recruiting class. I think they were number six in one of the publications that I looked at. Um, you just keep on keeping on, man. It, it, it's uh, it's an unfortunate circumstance the way that you got left out this year. But personally, Clint, I, I firmly believe they should have gotten left out. They're not one of the best four teams in America with that quarterback situation. And so what you learn? Go develop a backup quarterback. What, what happened this year? All, all, all top tier programs should be on on notice, right? If you're not developing a backup quarterback to some degree where the kid can go out there and run your offense, I'm not saying the kid has to be Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying the kid has to has to be a Heisman candidate. But if he can't go out there and run your offense, if you don't have a second quarterback that can simply run your offense and look competent in your offense to where you don't get left out of the college ball playoff, shame on you. Florida State just just. I mean, they just they put everybody on notice. This is what you can't afford to do. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see how, how it uh, impacts the quarterback landscape across the, uh, the country. Clint, have a great Christmas. Enjoy the family. Enjoy the kiddos. Thank you for your time. All right, boys. Y'all have a good one now. We'll see y'all soon. Clint Sterner on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. I should have said we got to figure out something with Clint for next Monday because we're off on Monday and we're off on Tuesday. So we'll need to get Clint on here Wednesday and then back on Friday. Let's take Chug's call real quick before we hit the break. That's what I was afraid of. I was like, if we leave him on hold too long, it'll hang up on him. Yeah, whatever it is that's going on with the phone system, it'll it'll certainly do that. If you need new tires, about to head out on a uh, road trip, check your tires. You don't have a blowout, a flat on the way on your trip. That's not fun to deal with in the holidays. Big O Tires right now. Buy three, four tires free. Absolutely free. You don't have to mail in some coupon, get a rebate later. It's right there in the store. Buy three, four tire free. Great selection of tires. All the name brand tires. Plus, they have the Big O Tire. And if there's something wrong with your car, you need a little tune-up, something wrong, just not running right, swing on by Big O Tires. they got mechanics there. That'll take a look at your car. Two great locations, Cabot and Conway. In Conway, they're on Hark Rider. and Cabot, it's Prospect Court right in front of Kroger. Go check them out. Big O Tires, that's the team we trust. Los Angeles, India, lost on the train, love. 
was the month of Christmas and the fat man had a bone to pick. A peculiar problem for old Saint Nick. All his elves had lost their ways because instead of toys, everyone wanted new Hyundais. Santa nearly went insane over the getaway sales of it at Kris Kreme. But when he saw the SUVs of Hyundai, Santa declared, I too shall upgrade my sleigh. So if you hear a rumble in the night with a sleek new Hyundai in sight, just know it's Santa on his way in a new Palisade from Kris Kreme Hyundai. Hey y'all, this is Brandy and Leah from Frontier Diner, home of real country cooking. We have the best breakfast around. Check out our Facebook page for our daily lunch specials, such as meatloaf, beef tips, and chicken dressing. Don't forget our cheese burgers and sweet tea, sandwiches and salads. Homemade desserts made fresh every day. Open for breakfast and lunch Monday through Saturday. Come see us at Frontier Diner in Little Rock. Take the baseline exit off of I-30 across the interstate from Home Depot, where you come as guests and leave as family. Hey, I don't care what kind of tractor you drive or what color it is. I'm going to ask you to check out a new tractor that's made for landscapers, hobby farmers, and landowners. Fully loaded with features and backed by a strong warranty. Get the best incentives of the year right now by visiting tymoffers.com. Better yet, visit Triple C Sales in Conway. TYM. Durable and affordable. You can thank me later. And oh yeah, the tractor is red. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do. And they won't be beat on price. Factory trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Arkansas State Parks are your passport to explore everything the natural state has to offer, from our storied past to our scenic beauty. With unexpected escapes like Jacksonport State Park, you can get a unique look at our state's history. Each one of our 52 state parks offers something just a little bit different. So pick up your passport at any state park visitor center. Plan your trip at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. Justin Acre for Oak Lawn and Hot Springs, and you know it's right in the heart of racing season. 2024 will be here before you know it. January 1's a big, big day because we got the Smarty Jones Day which is a big step towards the Kentucky Derby with points for the top horses in that one. Also, great entertainment coming to the event center stage. Brett Michaels, December 30th. The Rocket Man Show, which is a tribute to Elton John, ringing in the new year on January 1. Tickets on sale now at oaklawn.com. And don't forget Sawyer Brown coming on January 20th. Great events going on in the Mainline Sports Bar as well. It's a great place to watch all the games take place that you may have wagered on over in the sports book or on your Oaklawn Sports app. And you can also get your Oaklawn Anywhere account set up so you can wager on the horse races. Don't forget about the great dining options at Oakland as well. The Bugler, the Oak Room, there's casual options, and in Pops Lounge you got live music there every weekend through the year. All those things are happening, and then some. And you can book your room, spa treatment, and much more. All that information is at Oakland.com. Go down and see our friends in Hot Springs. Make your plans to be at Oakland soon. If you're looking for the best midday sports talk show in all of the land, look no further than The Zone in the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio with Justin Akery and Wes Moore. Champs and Chumps is brought to you by Rowdy Hog Pickleball. Located in the Little Rock Outlet Mall, Rowdy Hog is the only dedicated pickleball store in the state. For beginners or pros, they have paddles to meet everyone's need. Rowdy Hog Pickleball, your one-stop shop for pickleball success. I've been waiting on this one all week because on Monday I made uh, Tommy DeVito, the Giants quarterback and his agent, my uh, gave him a jock strap because they raised their fee to this uh, restaurant where he had been going, signing autographs, eating every week. Chicken parm, that's his go-to dish. He was uh, charging like ten grand, and then all of a sudden he start he gets to start and he's doing well, and his agent charges him twenty grand. Big time in him. Well, this mom and pop couldn't afford it, and they said well, we can't do it. I mean, we just can't. He's not going to be here this week. 
And I was like, man, that's just crappy. You know, you make a commitment to someone before the season. You don't. You you got to live through it, right? I mean, you don't change on a mid season. Well, Tommy DeVito showed up on his own mm-hmm. that day for an unpaid visit mm. to Conglegally. I don't. Acre had to Consigliere. Pre- yeah. Consig- Consigliere. No, there's G's in there. Coniglios. Yeah, con- is it, you sure it's not consigliere? Maybe. I don't know. Spell it. C-O-N-I-G-I-L-O-S. Oh. Coniglios. Okay. That's something else. I think that's what he said. It's a pizza shop. Oh, okay. And that's where he was, a, uh, uh, you know, previously oh, that's the name going. of the place. Yeah, I thought they were referring to his agent as the consigliere. Not only did he uh, go yeah. and make an appearance, he started making sodas for everybody. Well, good for yeah. him. So I thought that was a and they probably class act. A free chicken parm sandwich. And, you know, he's he's keeping his word. He's helping out a mom and pop place. Good for him. So, Tommy DeVito, after being a chump, yeah. you're now a champ in my book. I like Way to make it right. That's very nice. Yeah. I'd like to hear that. Yeah. Instead of charging the 10000 yeah. but he was getting, and then wanting 20000 he does it for free. That's good stuff. That's called integrity right there. There you go. Uh, maybe the chump is the agent who tried to slip this by. Exactly. And he was like, you know what? No, we're, I'm going to do it the right the way. The agent does have a nice hat, though. He, he wears that fedora. He kind of looks like a dude in that. He kind of looks like a ding ding. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I got a chump for okay, you. Okay, give me a chump. Ward Manuel, Ward Manuel, the Michigan <laughs> athletic director. Michigan football is on a 38-3 and tear, and he's about to push the football coach out to the San Diego Chargers job. You mean the Los Angeles Chargers. Whatever. And he's also <laughs> defending the basketball coach who can't play dead or coach a lick. And I think Ward needs to be the one fired, not James Joseph Harbaugh. You know who else is a champ's Todd? Dude, you're putting in the hours. You're putting in the overtime at the paper, and here you get up and do the morning show. You hang around for our show. Dude, pat on the back. Thank Great you. Job. I, I appreciate that. I don't, I don't do it for that, but I appreciate that you appreciate the effort. Todd, I got a quote for you. Woody Allen, before you know, he started dating his uh, stepdaughter, 90% of success in life is just showing up. And you show up, brother. The greatest ability? Availability. <laughs> That's right. Same thing. Uh, well, over on the Southern, Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, Mark says, Tremont Mark is the dude. Battle is too reckless currently. Battle and Davenport are the type to plug in a couple times to see if they're hot. But it should be Mark and Devo playing a two-man game with Brazil, kind of like LeBron and AD. What about if Minifield comes in and starts breaking dudes down off the dribble? Yeah, no doubt. Could happen. Well, you, you give him a chance. But I I do think Mark is the dude. He seems reliable. Mark is making Mark. his mark. Yeah, yeah, he is. There you go. All right, we'll read more from the Southern Structural Solutions text line in hour number two. We got Kevin Kelly coming up and Tom Murphy. If you are looking for a safe and loving home for you or your loved one, visit Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center. Just 15 minutes from Little Rock in Benton, our skilled nursing staff is dedicated to providing quality long-term care and short-term therapy. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. You can call Heartland home. Southern Bank presents Family Feud on 1037 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your